half of our bullocks and heifers were grazing that grass only sward for the full grazing season and the other half were grazing grass clover swords for the full grazing season which were mainly white clover swords and results indicate that there is a 14 kilo heavier carcass weight in favour of suckler beef cattle grazing grass clover swords for bond grazing season instead of a grass only sward and the differences in live weight at slaughter were 23 kilos in favour of the grass clover animals. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode I'm joined by Chagas researcher Peter Doyle to get a review on the Derry Patrick herd in Chagas Grange and how it performed in the past year. Peter, you're very welcome 2023 has been a challenging year on many farms across the country. Yes, of course, it's been a very difficult year, particularly, I suppose, um, with the weather. We can see with the heavy rainfall across the country for the throughout the year that um, there was very much low dry matters in grass and that very much led to lower live weight gains in cattle this year compared to previous years. And we can see even the likes of say from September onwards, there was very poor live weight gains in the cattle in Grange due to the extreme rainfall and the very poor grazing conditions. And with that heavy rainfall in the autumn, Peter, how did the weanlands perform this year overall? Yeah, so we started weaning on the 9th of October this year. And I suppose we started a bit earlier this year than previous years because of that heavy rainfall occurring. Um, so at weaning, the male calves were 326 kilos after achieving 1.3 kilos per day and the females were 305 kilos after achieving 1.2 kilos per day. So the calves did remain outdoors for another month after weaning and they received 1 kilos of concentrates per head per day and the grass did have a low dry matter and a poor fibre content so we also offered small square bales of straw to the calves for an additional fibre source. And during this post-weaning period at grass, the weanlings achieved 0.5 kilos per day over that month, which is slightly lower than what we would have normally hoped for at grass. And overall, since they've been housed, how have they been managed and what's the performance been since? Well, one thing we're conscious of is that um, we wanted to get our management right pre-housing, so we made sure, obviously, that we had our booster shots for pneumonia one month pre-weaning. And thankfully, we'd had no issues with pneumonia since housing. However, I do hear that there is a lot of pneumonia going around at the moment. But the war house, say, on the 13th of November and two weeks after that, we would have treated them with a relevant worming product and their backs were shaved and a pour-on solution was applied for the control of lice. Um, but we took our silage core samples as well to determine the silage quality. And from this result, we can determine how much concentrates to feed them to for achieve for each animal to it. Uh, grow at 0.5 kilos per day over that winter. So obviously, if the silage quality is 70% DMD or greater, we would feed 1.5 kilos per day to weanings. And if silage quality is 65% DMD, it would be recommended to feed 2 kilos of concentrates per day to weanings. Obviously, the better the silage quality, the lower concentrate supplementation and feed costs. And I suppose in terms of our daily feed costs at the moment, we are estimating that it's costing us €156 per animal per day, excluding land charges to feed the wheelings that good quality silage ad lib. 
plus 1.5 kilos of concentrates and say discharge would increase to 188 per day if we included land charge or land rent on that silage ground. And I suppose I also want to add in that these wheelings are on different experimental treatments at the moment. So we are comparing the average daily gains and intakes and methane emissions of these wheelings on grass on leaf versus grass for clover silages. It would be interesting, Peter, to see how they perform. From the stores this year that were on the farm, how did they perform? Obviously, um, we've done an experiment with dairies actually this year because there's a lot of interest in clover recently. Um, so at the start of the year, we set out to quantify what carcass gain differences could we achieve over one grazing season on a grass clover versus a grass only sward. So half of our bullocks and heifers were grazing a grass only sward for the full grazing season, and the other half were grazing grass clover swards for the full grazing season, which were mainly white clover swards. So for experimental reasons, we had to slaughter these at the end of the grazing season so that we could quantify this carcass gain difference between the two swords. And results indicate that there is a 14 kilo heavier carcass weight in favour of suckler beef cattle grazing grass clover swords for one grazing season instead of a grass only sward. And the differences in live weight at slaughter were 23 kilos in favour of the grass clover animals. Um, with our heifers, we got them turned out on the 30th of January this year and they achieved 200 kilos live weight gain at pasture and our bullocks were not turned out until the first week of April due to the very wet March and they achieved 150 kilos of live weight gain at grass. How significant is this change in performance, particularly the 23 kilos live weight at finishing and then the 14 kilos at slaughter, Peter? Yes, sir. I mean, that's a huge um increase and um, it's a great result to see and um, so if you took carcass weight to be five euro a kilo and you multiply that by 14 kilos of carcass weight that's worth 70 euro per animal per head and obviously that doesn't take into any consideration to the fact that we applied less nitrogen on these grass clover systems and obviously it could also be a huge help going forward to say reduce our age to slaughter and all the cattle were the same weight when they were put on the trial, Peter? Um, yeah, so last spring, just before they went out to grass, they would have been assigned on equal weight to either a grass only or a grass clover system. It'll be interesting to see how this trial continues over the next year. Yeah, exactly. We'll have plenty of years data on this. So this is only one year of the experiment. Um, so obviously there can be year effects in these experiments. So it's important to outline that we need to continue this over a few years to get, a, um, I suppose, a more representative results. Most definitely. And from a breeding point of view, how are the scanning results this year for the Dairy Patrick herd? Um, yes, yeah, so I suppose this year um, we achieved a nine-week breeding season and the results of the scan indicated that 87% of the cows were in calf and of those that were scanned in calf, 85% of them are calving in the first six weeks. And how are they being managed now pre-calving, Peter? Yeah, so I suppose at this time of year we're thinking about not only pre-calving but also for the breeding season as well for next year so. What we are aiming is to have our cows in the correct body condition score at this time of the year. So earlier in December, our cows um, had a body condition score of 3.0 and are weighing 650 kilos. 
So we will aim to have these down at a body condition score between 2.5 and 3. So these cows can now start to be slightly restricted on silage in January, and this will help to reduce both calving problems and feed costs. And I suppose um, actually for the first time in a long time, um, and I suppose as an indication of the wet year that had occurred, our cow fecal samples actually came back positive for rumen fluke and liver fluke, which wouldn't be normal for, um, for us. Um, so we are treating um, for that in accordance with local veterinary advice. And obviously at this stage of the year, our pre-calf mineral has now been offered and that would have started from six to eight weeks pre-calving. Yeah, it's interesting to hear, particularly for some farms that have had no issues with liver fluke, have turned up either positive this year or are shown that there is liver fluke on the farm. Yeah. Particularly with the weather conditions that you mentioned, Peter, overall it was a huge challenge, particularly growing grass. Overall, how was the grass performance this year? How many tons were grown in Derry Patrick? Yeah, so um, I suppose based on our pasture-based results, we grew 12 tons of dry matter per hectare on the farm this year. And I suppose regarding the inorganic fertiliser spread, our grass-only system would have received 110 units of nitrogen to the acre and our grass-clover system received half of that at 56 units of nitrogen to the acre across the year. So it's great to have that saving of nitrogen on the grass-clover system. And We also got good opportunities to oversow clover last April and May and we are happy with how that clover content in those fields are proceeding. However, it is very important to keep the low covers and plenty of light getting to the base of those newly oversown swards over this winter period. And Peter, looking to three priorities for the new year, what would you see as the three priorities for you in Derry Patrick? Yes, obviously, um, I suppose as I said, getting the pre-calving minerals into the cows before calving and ensuring that our silage quality is still sufficient and concentrate supplementation is sufficient for the animals to grow at 0.5 kilos per day. So it's just keeping on track of those weight gains. And I suppose before the calving kicks off, January offers a good time to get our ducks in a row. So I suppose we're trying to organise all our equipment and systems to try and make life a little easier at calving, such as buying lime and disinfectants and calving lube and fixing gates, etc. And I suppose we'll be thinking ahead for the breeding season um, I suppose determining this year at this stage are our heifers that are going to breed in May are they at the appropriate say wait for age at this time of the year as well. That's great Peter most definitely a lot of those can be carried out on any farm that you've mentioned there for sure. Just before we wrap up looking forward to 2024 farmers can look forward to visiting Chagas Grange next year. Um, yes of course we have our open day which is going to commence on the 26th of June obviously that's still a long way away but there will be a lot on showcase in terms of suckler beef and grass and management as well as dairy beef and how to finish cattle and there will be a lot of I suppose live demonstrations there which is particularly important to showcase and um, so very much looking forward to that and just before I go Catherine um, I would just like to thank you for having me on and I would like to thank um, Neve Doyle, John Neal, Peter Bennett and Christy Colgan with all their help on the farm over the year and um, I would just like to also add in that we do plan to um, establish a clover beef discussion group in the spring to help beef farmers establish clover on their farm so if anyone is interested in joining this group they can t- contact me at um, peter.dial at chagas.ie. 
That's great, Peter. Thanks very much and Happy New Year to you and all the staff in Chagas Grange. And we will include your email address in the podcast text for anyone that wants to get in contact with you in relation to that. Thanks very much. Thanks, Catcher. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Peter for joining me on the show. We wish all our listeners a very happy Christmas and a happy new year. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.